Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where the stars of this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! I'm ready for season four. Ah, uh, yes, The Stranger of Things. I have not finished season three yet. So really? You so you don't know about that big thing? That I don't know about the big thing in episode yet. eight. No, there's there's a reason why I have not finished season three yet. So when the DeLorean landed nope. to try Fusion, to stop them, yeah, no. <laughs> wow. Um, so uh, I have decided with certain shows, uh-huh. I cannot binge them any longer. Okay. Um, because I know my personal attention span, mm-hmm. three hours is about it. Okay. So what happens is, because I've had this happen before. What, what had happened was. What had happened was, I've had this happen before where I'll try to binge a show. Uh-huh. By about the fourth episode, my brain just starts to fade. Fade. See, I have, like, and I've said before, I have the, uh, the memory of a goldfish. Yeah. So if I can have it fresh in my mind and go to the next story, right. um, I'm going to do it. It's also the first time I think I actually finished a series before any of you guys did, or at least you. Um, But that said, what I've seen so far, I'm absolutely loving. It's, it's, it's. I know people that were complaining about the season, saying it was slow. I've heard that the first three episodes, I've heard people say that the first three episodes are slow. I've watched the first three episodes. I think they're beautiful. The last episode is an adrenaline rush. I, I've heard. I've heard many things. I've heard there are tears involved in the You heard the episode. things about The Stranger. I've heard things, but I've been avoiding the things as much as I can avoid the things. That said, though, mm-hmm. later tonight or, or in, in just a few moments. Um, as soon as you kick me out. We're going to talk about the Spider-Man things. Oh, okay. So if you want to avoid those things, well, tough titties. Sucks for you. <laughs> That's what the mute and fast forward button is for. Stay uh, stay away from segment two. Or it. is it we're doing that in segment one? Oh, no, we're going to probably do it in segment one because we have some great product to talk about in segment two. Oh. So, and, right. you know, and segment one news is, you know, it's 
Look, we're in that weird window. We talk about this every year. We're in the weird window. Are we though? Where the news is, yeah, I find the news to be a little bit slow right now. Or right. or not, or, or when it's not slow, it's spotty. Yeah. Or there's nothing well, that's mm -hmm. like, there's, there's nothing that's like tremendous. Well, there's a lot today. Because San Diego is next week. Well, that's what it is. It's <laughs> This week, rather. It's, it's San Diego kind of comes into play and, uh, you know, things happen. Things happen when San Diego comes into play. Things, everything else slows down. I mean, we don't even have a game stuff this week. What? Because game news is even a bit slow Son right now. So, with that said, we will get into this, uh, into tonight's episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. The one we're calling, uh, episode 548, Edith and the Night Monkey. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, so with that, we're going to skip this first story on the prep sheet because we'll tie that into when we talk about Spidey. Yeah, right. Um, actually, you know what? Do we want to just open up with Spidey so people can bounce out now and come back in a few minutes? I think that kind of makes sense. Let's Personally. do it. All right. Hold on. Should I? Yeah, do it. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. Some oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Far From Home. Um, I'm going to start off my review of Far From Home by saying uh, everybody in this room, we nailed it. <laughs> Pretty much everything we said or oh, predicted yeah. um, played out. Yeah. Everything we said mm -hmm. about Mysterio played out. Now, I'm not upset that we nailed it. I think it played out perfectly for that character. Uh-huh. Um, mm -hmm. I think anybody that honestly went into this movie thinking that we were actually going to get confirmation of a multiverse in the MCU was just naive. Um, yep. And probably hasn't read a comic because they don't know what the series is really about. <laughs> um, so that's that's my first. We nailed it. We all got it. Agreed. Um, mm -hmm. Which is great. The second thing I want to say is that this movie did an amazing and the, and, job. And oh, by yeah, the go way, ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Ajay. No, no, no. Go for it. We nailed it after the first trailer. Oh, yeah. As soon as we saw it, we were like, oh, yeah, no, we, we, know, we know where this is going. Easily. We know where the this first, is going. The first moment that they said, oh, no, uh, alternate dimension. I'm like, no, yeah. bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I mean, we didn't nail the execution because we didn't really talk about the execution that much. No, only that they were going to figure out a way to do it. Right. Um so, so before I talk about the execution, because well, actually, as I talk about the execution, this is going to tie into my next thing. Mysterio, even though I'm a big Mysterio fan, Mysterio yeah, is like a B minus C plus. C plus at you know worst, like, I'd say yeah. in the pantheon of Spider-Man villains. Yeah, I love oh, him. Yeah. I've always been a fan, but in the pantheon of villains, mm -hmm. right? C plus, B minus at best. Right, he's had a couple of fun bits here and there, a stint with the, you know, you know, Sinister Six, and but, you know, he doesn't rank up there like some of the other ones. Easily. That said, <laughs> I think he doesn't rank up there because the technology that he was playing with historically in the books was not that impressive. But right. when you take that technology and upscale it mm -hmm. to 2019. And then combine that with the Marvel Universe, which is bombastic and hyper-realistic anyway, mm -hmm. you end up with a supervillain that is fucking terrifying. And I will say that I think the only thing that did surprise me, Jake Gyllenhaal was a lot better than I thought he was going to be. 
and also the press videos of him and Tom Holland together. Oh, amazing! Have been so enjoyable to watch. So enjoyable, but even the but even the sad Mysterio video of him drinking in the bar, yeah, and just giving up and pouring the beer like on the fishbowl. Like Jake Gyllenhaal has nailed it. Um, he he was an amazing Mysterio. Um, mm-hmm. I think the execution was fantastic. Um, uh, I guess before I talk about anything else, like after credit stingers and stuff like that, why don't you guys weigh in with your sort of overall, as far as those things are concerned? Well, I, I, the thing I have to say that I like most is, is the fact that he doesn't have to be gone and clearly isn't gone by the after credit sequence. Oh, see, I think he's gone. I think he's gone too. No, I don't think he's gone. I think that guy is I think that guy is dead. But Mysterio isn't gone. Oh, I see oh, what okay. you're saying. Yes, the concept of Mysterio is still alive. And not even the concept. It's Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, not gone. Because clearly that guy we saw him download the technology into some sort of device when he bailed. I'm talking about the guy from Iron Man 1. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly that guy is going to end up being the villain and Mysterio could easily come back as Jake Gyllenhaal because uh, now I don't know what your opinion on the after credit bit was. I think that was done after he died. Oh, I don't think so. 100%. I think it was done after he died. You mean the video reveal? Yep. Maybe. You know, the, vi- the video reveal where he's like, Spider-Man is, you so know. They, so they created it in post is what you're saying. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe. And Maybe. exactly what I mean when I say he doesn't have to go anywhere and Jake Gyllenhaal would still be the character. Right. It would just be different. You know, it would just be, you know, he'd be more like a puppet. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. an animated puppet. So... Yeah, that's what I think anyway. Um, that entire first after credit stinger, by the way, yes. was an absolute love letter to the PlayStation game. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, the the swinging sequence is the selfie is, is, was yeah, it was the a selfie. selfie. Um, the return of uh, what's his name as Jameson, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, that was the I mean, final. J.K. I meant Simmons. To ask you about that? I have a criticism yeah. about that. The, the only guy who should ever play James, because he was Jonah the one Jameson. character that even people didn't like the Sam Raimi films. They were like, "No, he's great though. He's, he's perfect." Um, but the way they updated him is isn't it's, it's like the game. It's just like the game. Just like the game. And I think it's I think it's brilliant. I think I loved it. I I absolutely was down with. So what's your criticism of it, Big Kev? That they didn't put the piece on his head. Yeah, I was a little upset about that too. What do you mean they didn't put the, the piece hair piece? On? Oh, oh, yeah. Because that's why it I was paused. jarring. I, it was I, jarring that he still has hair on the sides of his head. Not this is not to disparage anyone who makes a choice to right. pick their head, but he has like he he had to have enough hair on the side of his head in order to have the white streak in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's got like this enormous amount of hair on the side of his head. You know, so that they can have that big white streak in there. Why not just Why not just put the piece on his head? I agree on that because I hesitated for a moment. Right. Because I'm like, it sounds like him. It doesn't look like him. Oh, wait, it is him. See, how about this? I didn't even notice it. You didn't even notice that was him? No, I knew it was him. I didn't even notice the hair. Like, the hair was the light. It didn't even register to me. No, I, I picked up on that right away. No, it I didn't even just, register to me. I, mean, I was, was just was, so excited. Glaring. 
It was, I was glaring that they that they did that. I was so excited to see him back in the role. Oh, I was thrilled. And I was so excited at how they updated it. Mm -hmm. Um that that the hair was I, I legitimately until you just said it now, I didn't even know. I have to go back now and look at a screenshot cuz I didn't even and, and again, that's like the reason why I like avoiding IMDb, avoiding yeah. any tweets or anything like that. Or I didn't even know. Apparently, he was on the red carpet for the movie when I it opened up. I didn't know that. I, would, I, yeah. I didn't know until after the fact. And I'm glad I didn't know that because that was just a great surprise. Um, oh, yeah. Well, and, and I hope it, it was a great way. To, it was a great way to end the movie. Um, my favorite part was the fact that, honestly, the, the exposition dump in the bar. Right. I'm like, all right, here's we're going to get the whole bad guy story. It's going to, you know, we're going to find out everything going on. But he, they did it, and again, this is where Marvel exceeds. They kind of, there were two steps ahead of us, right? By bringing characters and storylines from all parts of the MCU that we just didn't even think about. Sure. And uh, it just felt natural. It didn't feel forced, and it made it, it made the exposition so much grander. Uh, the only thing I wish the movie had, there are two things I wish the movie kind of did. Um, I would say one of my favorite Spidey covers uh, was a John Romita cover. It was uh, issue 66. Okay. Uh, it was uh, just a cool – I brought it up here just to show you. It was the one – and I can, Oh, I know the cover. Yeah, I'll do it in the Discord for yeah. our Patreon folks. It's just one of my personal favorite color, uh, covers. Yeah. Uh, and also with Mary Jane now knowing – well, she was yeah. – she figured out early on what Peter's uh, or Spider-Man's identity. It would have been nice kind of seeing how that played out, like how she would handle the pressure of knowing – Spidey's big secret, right? Um, before everybody found out about it, um, but that's just that's just like a, you know, yeah. I'm being I'm d deliberately being nitpicky. But otherwise, I mean, it was flawless. Well, so how do you feel about the secret being out there? What What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm I, 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 I go ahead, Nick. I, I will say my I I loved it at first because it gave you that holy shit moment. Yeah. My second thought was, um, please don't go down to the one more day brand new day storyline because that was the, arguably the spider-man story i hated the most that's exactly where i went is that is that mephisto yes yes the whole that's uh exactly giving up the, the love of the was. two my thought was if they're going to use this shitty way to bring mephisto into the marvel universe i'd rather they didn't because it was just terrible and, and i love i've read spider-man for years i got you and i tried it out i'm like all right i'm gonna hope everything's great um, oh, it was awful. It was so forced, and the sales for a lot of stores that I know just plummeted after yeah, the fact. No, it was terrible. And it was just, and they were, and, and what's great is if you check, you could tell the Wikipedia page was edited by a Marvel person because they were saying it was like a mildly successful. Yeah. But it's not. No. It was not. It was terrible. I mean, it's the second biggest Spider-Man travesty next to the Clone Saga. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I I've, personally, I feel like this is worse. It just it feels so forced, and even for Daredevil. Yeah. When they put his secret identity back in the bottle, it felt natural. It didn't feel forced. It was. It made sense actually right. with the story. But that was just terrible. I, I don't think they're going to go down that road. I pray to At God all. they don't. I, I honestly, I think that they, um, I think it's a much bigger setup for something else. I don't know what though if they're going to put him in college next, but, um, well, not if the not if the the three trilogies theory holds. Yeah. The the only thing I could think, the only and thing even I if could they put him in college, that, his secret is out. Right. So the only thing I so what I started immediately thinking is, well, how do they discredit the secret? Scrolls. Scrolls. Mm. With the tie-in to the other after-credit stinger, um, it's a possibility well, he'll have to deal with some fallout. 
There's also Doctor Strange. There is also Doctor Strange. So, I mean, there are ways to put that back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm okay with it where it stands right now. Yeah. I am okay with it. Yeah. Um, it was jarring. <laughs> but no one saw it coming. It was great. B- right. It was jarring. Nobody saw it coming. Because um, you figure that's something they may do maybe five years from yeah. now. But uh, I, I, overall, though, I thought the movie was amazing. It was, it was tremendously enjoyable. And uh, I know. Uh, it was tremendously enjoyable. Um, Tom Holland is Peter Parker is Spider-Man. It was glorious. I mean, it's just it's a, seeing him on the screen in that character role. Mm-hmm. It really brings out the inner child in me. And, and also, who's a fan of that character. Also, the way they paid tribute to uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Yeah. And a lot of people miss the Captain America when he was on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And he, he twirled the, the booster thing and he had the, the sign in his hand like a shield. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was yeah. just great homage to everything, and, oh. it, and a perfect way to end this chapter of uh, of the fa- of, was a phase three, four. Yeah, four, we, four. We just closed it with, so it was yeah. a perfect closure. Um, MJ is growing on me. I didn't hate her in the first film, but I was still on the fence. Mm-hmm. I liked her portrayal in this fence. They, they're clearly going for, they're clearly going for Ultimate MJ, who was book smart quirky um she wasn't the supermodel that classic mj was um but she's growing on me i would agree you know I, i'm still you know, i'm still trying to rectify it in my brain mm-hmm. as a longtime spider-man fan but but i like her i think she's a good actress i think she's doing a good job in the role it's just i'm just i'm just trying to rectify it still yeah. but she's growing on me i really enjoyed her part in this movie did you think the movie was better than the second raimi film no, that's Doc Ock. So no. here, here's here's the problem. I do think it was better than the second Raimi film. Really, and you're a big fan of that, I, and I'm a huge fan of the second Raimi yeah, film. So am I. But I, I'll tell you why. As much as I and I liked the first Raimi film, by the way, too. I liked both of those. Those two films I thought were great. I liked the second one more than the first. But I, I only because they screwed up the Goblin. I think I agree with you that way. But. I think Tom Holland is such a better Spider-Man that the overall package is the overall delivery is just better. I love Alfred Molina and what he did with Doc Ock. I thought the execution was great. I thought visually it was outstanding. The train sequence is, um, is fantastic. It's Mm -hmm. fantastic. But, but Tobey Maguire, as much as I loved him as Spider-Man, he didn't he he didn't have the same boyish charm and comedy and comedy delivery that Tom Holland has. So I will forever love the Raimi films and that they gave me that first taste of Spider-Man. Yeah, but Holland has replaced Holland. Holland and these movies have replaced those as my leads. And what do you? Haven't erased them, but has replaced them as the leads. And what do you think, Kev? I, I still think that they haven't... I still think that the second Raimi film, I think, is still the pinnacle Spider-Man movie, and I don't think they've crossed that yet. Now, don't get me wrong. This movie, just like the first Tom Holland movie, definitely had moments. Um, but, you know, I would yield to bigger Spider-Man fans on this is why I would yield to OG's... You know, what OG said about this and what other really big Spider-Man fans... Because I haven't always been a really big Spider-Man fan. I'm more a Spider-Man fan now because of, uh, you know, at least 
a couple of the Raimi films and the Tom Holland films than I've ever been in my life. It's the same thing with Thor. I've never been a big Thor fan, but I'm a sure. huge fan of the Chris Hemsworth Thor. So mm-hmm. I yield to people who have a longer connection with the character than this. But I think that second, I think that second Raimi Spider-Man film was, I mean, nearly perfect. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, I just think they nailed every aspect of all the characters in that movie. And, and, you know, I don't know. I just don't think they, you know, I'm having trouble. And like OG said, they're going, they're going in a bit more of the, you know, the other direction with MJ, you know, the ultimate direction with MJ, which I understand and appreciate. It's just not, you know, I wasn't a fan of that character in the book. So if they're going in that direction, I'm not going to be as big a fan. Um, and some other things as well. I mean, there's other things we haven't talked about yet, like Flash Thompson. Yeah. Like that whole underpinning story there. Where is that going? Um, well, he's, I mean, he's clearly not the athlete. Right. right. He's not the athlete that, that we are used to with Flash Thompson. Right. Um, you know, he's he, he's he's an academic on par. So I, I, I feel like they have plans for him. I don't know what it's going to be. I think they're putting the breadcrumbs because the way they had whatever the family butler or whatever yeah, pick yeah. him up at the airport. I think they're laying the breadcrumbs so that this is a hint of, oh, they're going to have a different interaction down the line. Yeah, he wants he wants attention and he's going to do something to get attention and he's He's sucking on the Spider-Man teat of affection, uh, of, uh, of, um, uh, you know, like, uh, what I, the word I just said, uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm totally losing it. Yeah. Um, y- of recognition of, you know, that sort of thing. He's, he's kind of following along and he's kind of trying to be a part of that right now, as opposed to having his own, but at some point he's going to want to have his own, right. You know, mm-hmm. sort of appreciation and his adulation and so on and so forth yeah so i they're gonna they're gonna go one of two ways with him they're going to create a new character for him or they're gonna figure out somebody else that he could be rich kid who needs attention down the line you know what i mean another another classic spidey villain that they can reskin as flash i don't know who it could be um uh, but I'm trying to think of some of... I mean, a lot of Spidey's villains are very much... Um, a lot of them are smart. A lot of them are academics. Oh, not Toad. Mm-hmm. Who's the one so, Who's the one with Spider-Kid and... What was that character? Spider-Kid. Remember there was Spider... There were three of them. It was like Spider-Kid and... Like, it wasn't Toad. It was like Frog or Amphibian or something like that. Oh. It was this group of three little know. misfits. Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to look that shit up. Like there, there right. are there are some really obscure Spider-Man villains that are not important enough to tie back to who they are originally. I know it. I know a DC villain he could become. Who? The Condiment King. Yeah. Like, but no, I'm thinking like Cardiac or, you know, but I'm trying to think of someone who is smart but altruistic. But see, I think what's going to happen at this point. I have two ideas of what can happen to the next Spidey film based yeah. off this. I think with his identity being out there, I think there's a chance that we may see the Spider Slayer in the next yeah. film. And since that's kind of like a, 
you know, I don't, if I recall properly, like that was kind of like known throughout the city and everything. So maybe he like makes like a social media group to like the anti Spider Slayer, like right. trying to get like people to rally for Spider Man. Um, so I think he may play a role in that aspect. The other thing I was debating is the guy from Shield who was, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. It was a really scary looking guy who was kind of chaperoning Peter a little bit. He was the one driving the bus. Oh, um, yeah. I'm wondering if that's going to be the chameleon. Oh, maybe. I, just because, I mean, he was just, he stuck out way too much in the film. And maybe this also, can, this could, I mean, possibly lead to maybe um, Craven the Hunter. He took, he took so, some of, what's up? I feel like he took some of the comic pressure off of Peter. I think that's why. Plus, you've maybe. seen him in other things. That may be the reason you were drawn to him a little bit. I mean, he like, stuck out like um, a sore thumb. Like knocked up. He smelled he, like a villain, though. He did. He, you, do you know what I mean? Like you, when you oh, first saw him on screen, he was like, he was like, this guy. Something's not right about this guy. Like at first, I actually thought that he was in cahoots with Mysterio. That was my first thought. Uh -huh. Somehow he was like a plant or something, or Mysterio had gotten to him. You know. Um, so he he did stick out. But you bring up Craven, which I'm really excited that you did. I do what I can because That's why you guys um, pay me the big bucks. The, yeah, yeah. The uh, the writer and director of the film, whose name is eluding me right now, um, in an interview since the film has come out, has said that given the opportunity, he would love to see Craven in one of the next films. Oh my God! Could you imagine how great that would be? You would flip a shit. Oh my God! Could you imagine? You look like a little girl. The fact that seeing like a new kids on the block kid in the nineties. So here, <laughs> here, here's here's where it is in my mind. Okay. Peter Parker's identity is revealed, uh -huh. right? So he has to sort of go into hiding to not only protect himself but protect the the, the people around him. Uh huh. So I don't know. Peter's in hiding. Spidey's in hiding. Maybe you need someone to hunt him down and track him down. Maybe you adapt. Craven's last hunt, <laughs> and and bring it up to speed. Which was a I I don't know how how well that sold in the nineties, but it is a underrated great storyline. Craven's last hunt. If you talk to if you talk to longtime Spider Man fans or big Spider Man fans, it is considered one of the best Spider Man miniseries. It wasn't really a miniseries, but contained six issue, stories. Six issue right. series, I think. But it was it was. It was in the pages of Web. It was in the Did it cross over between Web and Amazing? Oh, it might have, but I know I know it started in Web, so it might have crossed over between the two books. But but what I'm saying is, Peter going into hiding now that his identity is revealed, someone trying to track him down, you know, with the reward attached to it. I don't know. It makes sense. Jay Jonah, Flash Thompson, mm -hmm. somebody. Craven is the perfect character so to it, bring in. It was in Web of Spider-Man 31, 32, Amazing 293, 294, and Spectacular 131, 132. Yeah, see, so it Will, jumped all around. Okay, so Will even just said he could see J. Jonah hiring Craven to find Spidey. That's what I mean. Like to me, that's there's so much potential for an updated version. I wouldn't of be Craven's surprised if it's any, if it's Craven, if it's the Slayers, and I still think there's a chance for Chameleon. I don't think you can have. The fact that there's scrolls going still walking around, right? Which was surprised to see that in a Sony movie yeah. in this case. I still think that if you're gonna have Craven, how can you not, in one way or another, have like one character, not the other? Yeah, I I, I get it. Um, let's talk about that scroll sequence. Um, a lot of people that I talked to. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, before we get, I I did the research, so give me one second. The group was called the Misfits. Okay. And it consisted of Ali Osnick. 
Okay. Who was Spider Kid and Toad and Frogman. Okay. I vaguely remember them, yeah. Yeah, and there's a Marvel Age team as well, which is 3D Man, Squirrel Girl, Daddy Long Legs, Razorback, and Frogman. Okay. And I guess Ozzy, uh, Oz, Ali Osnick grew up to become another character called, like, the Steel Spider or oh, something like that. that. Yeah. It looks kind of like Spider-Man in a black suit with sort of the Iron Spider uh-huh, uh-huh. legs. So, anyway, sorry. Just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> we're going to I wasn't crazy. Thank you. The other after credit spoiler. Yes. Singer. Which is spoiler. confused yes, a lot of yes, people. Sir. A lot of people were confused by it, and a lot of people also were mad about it. That they felt, well, I don't get it. What's the purpose of it? I, In my opinion, it was completely unnecessary, except for one thing. I think they needed to, and I know they did it in the movie a whole bunch, but I think they needed to tie it back in and re-solidify it back to the overall MCU. And I think that's where that lands. I think that's where it lands. I also don't think that real Nick Fury would have been so easily duped by Mysterio and it was clever because that was bothering me the whole movie. Same here. Like, how is Nick Fury duped by this asshole? Nick Fury, who is the baddest, one of the most smartest, cleverest motherfuckers in the the MCU. How is he duped by this guy with some fucking drones? (laughs) And the way they played it off, I was like, okay, nope, I'm good. I'm good. And I think it, I think it, Ties it comfortably back into the rest of the MCU. I think it sets up and it whets your appetite for whatever's the next. Exactly. So the next thing. I I think your gut reaction might be WTF, but once you think about it a little bit more and digest it a little bit more, I think it was perfectly. Because now I want to know what happened between that funeral scene. Yeah. And the spaceship that he's on. Right. Because obviously something happened. Well, they have established for certain that that was actually him at the funeral. Yeah, that's what the I'm saying. Like something happened. Made a after, comment to yeah, something that. had to have happened. Obviously, after that, to the spaceship to right. switch everything well, out. So the reason I bring that up is because some people were speculating. Well, maybe none of the. Maybe Nick Fury has never been, you know, in the Marvel. You, you know what I mean? Oh, maybe yeah. Nick Fury hasn't been around for years as a result. Right. So, you know, I mean, clearly they're going to have to set the record straight on regards in regards to when Nick Fury was there and when he was not there. Right. But that's what they did by saying, no, he was definitely at the funeral. I think the important thing here is that they've established that the scrolls are still around. Yeah, that's great. Agreed. Agreed. Because 1990 would have been Captain America. Yeah. Chronologically. Yes. And the scrolls took off. You mean Captain Marvel? They didn't go very far because they're still hanging around and we're hanging around with them and so on and so forth. And I also think the, the throwaway line of by Maria Hill, that's like, there's still, uh, what, what did she say? There's still Cree sleeper cells on earth. Uh huh. You know, like they've completely flipped these two races. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I am oh, yeah, okay I'm with totally it. Totally okay with it. I think it's great. I think Most it's great. Us. It was a curveball to all of us. That's it. That's exactly it. And I think good on good on Kevin Fahey for for doing that because that's, that's because uh, you know we needed that. They set the tone with the Cree in the guard in the first Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. You know, no, they, 
No, not really, because Ronan is Ronan's an extreme. He's an extremist even amongst Cree. Yeah, but he is an ex, but he is an extremely powerful extremist. So yeah, so but I, the whole Cree Empire doesn't think, and I think there was some allusion to that in the Guardians movie. Like, but I think didn't basically weren't they basically like he's he we're not with him effectively. Yes. But at the same time, it's kind of like, see, I always took that as, yeah, we're not with him, right? Because it's it's that sort of deniability. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, we're not lit. I mean, we'll let him do whatever he wants because, you know, maybe at we, the end of the we, day, we the crew take we over. We in charge of him. That, whatever right. he does, he does. Correct. We ain't nothing to do with it. Right? You know, like, we don't endorse it, but right. we're not doing a whole lot to stop it. Right, exactly. Or control it. Right. So, like, it's... I I think they set the tone with the Kree in some capacity dating back to that first Guardians movie. And they right. have just built on it going forward. Now, that's... Again, I'm not, I'm not saying that all of the Kree are bad and that overall... But I think, they, I think they've done a good job at, at, at making sure that those... Dots are connected. Those dots are connected the way they need right. to connect mm -hmm. to fit their narrative. And they flipped it on its nose a bit. And and look, and that's also not to say that the scrolls that they're working with are how all scrolls think. Right. Right? I mean, we've only seen the scrolls that were persecuted and saved. That's not to say right. that there's still not some super scroll out there ready to fuck shit up. Well, well, you need an FF before you have a super scroll. I know, but you know what I'm. But you know what I mean. I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 mean. I, I think they're playing with the history of both of those races, and I think it, it humanizes and demonizes both of them a little bit. And I like it. I like it. I think it's. I think it's really rich world building and storytelling. So agreed. But overall, and it was, you know, and we should point out as well, the one playing Nick Fury is Telos. It's not a random scroll. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, right. It's the one from It's Telos and his wife. And his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's I mean it's the two that Nick know. And 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 it's probably the two that Nick trusts the most. And he had a great line as well. Like it's really embarrassing for a shapeshifter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be taken that way, you know, like fooled. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. And um as much as I am not a fan, as much as I am not a fan, of the series and where it has ended up. But when S.H.I.E.L.D. first started, I was a big fan of where S.H.I.E.L.D., when, when the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first kicked off, I was a fan. Mm -hmm. And I thought that Nick, in the chair, yes. on the beach, the first thing that popped into my brain, like seconds upon seeing his feet kicked up in the lounge chair, was Tahiti. So the first thing that kicked off in my brain was, <laughs> oh shit, this is Tahiti. Which was the Coulson and, and you know, right. he, where he wasn't actually on Tahiti, which we found out in S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. right? That was sort of a whole sort of submersive kind of mind fuck to him. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Tahiti. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't confirm it, but it's a nod to My that. first thought was, well, that's not Budapest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly. All right. Let's. Uh, you and I have clearly different memories of Budapest. 
right, let's let's move forward with the news because oh, we are something we, else in the news. We are forty minutes into the show. Why don't we just quickly go through some of these bullet points? Because a lot oh, of these things, points. a lot of a lot of these things will not take a long time. For example, rapid news: The Walking Dead <laughs> comic books comic book series ending, which was the big spoiler that we talked about last week, will not affect. We did not the spoil TV it last series. week. We did not spoil we did it last not. week. No, um, but we talked about. We talked. We might have dropped a hint or two. We, we we talked around it last week, but yeah, the, the, maybe. the the word from AMC is that the, what happens in the book will not impact the TV series. Yeah, well, no shit. This is AMC's <laughs> way of saying, please still watch us. Please still watch us. Yeah, no shit. That's um, two different. That's clearly two different fan bases, though. Uh, you know what? I, I'm well, not there's a there's a crossover. I mean, there's a Venn diagram there yeah, of yeah, people who yeah. like both. Right. Um, Friends to leave Netflix for Warner Media's HBO Max streaming service in 2029. So there goes DC streaming. Yep. Right. Well, we knew that this was coming. We knew that we knew that the Warner Brothers service was coming. Some kind of face. I think the big part about this is that it's teaming with HBO, right? I mean, it's all owned by the same company. Right. Though. It's all the same so, parent company. Yeah. It's all but, under the same umbrella. But I will yeah. say this: the people at Warner Brothers right now must be shitting the bed. Someone in a boardroom right now is hitting a brick. Uh, shit, well, no shit in the bed works too. But someone in a in, in a in a boardroom right now is you know is a couple of couple of stiff drinks away from Harry Carey. And I say that because wow. I say that because I think they released this today, expecting it to be huge news. And most of what I have seen on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, is. A bunch of memes about how are we in 2020 and the most significant piece of news is where Friends is ending up. Yep. And and the other thing that I'm seeing is have we finally reached that tipping point? Is this the tipping point? People are finally at the point of being fed up. And the two things that I saw the most today were, today were um, how we had reached a point in piracy where it had finally started to die down. The heyday of piracy was behind us in a lot of aspects when it came to television shows mm -hmm. and media. And it was because people were almost willing to pay to support those things as long as the price point to support those things were in line with what they could afford or what they felt was justifiable. And I've seen three reports today. One of them was out of Forbes, I think. It was a Forbes online article, but but that's but that's where it came from. Yeah, but my point in mentioning Forbes is that it's not uh, oh, slash film, go but or not not that there's anything wrong with slash film. But you, you know why? I know why. <laughs> but but so my point is, people are saying that we are we are at that saturation point with with a la carte subscription services, easily. We're HBO Max will also include all episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Well, Pretty sign Little me up. Liars. Nope. Uh, and also content from, hold your breath, Warner Brothers, New Line, DC Entertainment, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, The CW, Turner Classic Movies, <gasps> Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, and Looney Tunes. So... A lot of those. Sorry, so here's the problem. Go on. The, some of the biggest things that you mentioned out of those properties that are moving over: Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network, Crunchyroll, um, 
CW, those, those things, mm -hmm. they fall in the demographic, the target audience for most of those properties. That is the target audience that you need to keep away from the piracies. Because those are the people that will turn to piracy first. Easily. No one watching Turner Classic Media is is is, <laughs> is, is, is uh, movies. Sorry, movies. Turner Classic Movies is also looking up their BitTorrent provider, and and hooking up their VPN to protect themselves from torrenting media. It's it's anime, it's Rick and Morty, it's it's that kind of content. I I, I don't think this ends well. Warner Media has been considering a price point of sixteen to seventeen dollars per month. Meanwhile, Disney's like, we're gonna drop bucks, all of Star like Wars, all of Marvel, all of Disney, seven bucks a month. You do you plus Hulu for ten. Let's go out on a date. You uh, and would likely bundle in HBO and Cinemax as well. This this is not gonna end well. The only thing I'm curious of how it will be impacting Netflix, because first of all, I agree with everything well, you just said. I'm just wondering because they're losing the office, uh -huh. they're losing friends. So many people watch it. I don't know if well they do it just for, to have something in the background, or like for Stranger Things, like they make the time out of their schedule so they can sit down. Netflix has been dying slowly for the last two years, in my opinion. I in have terms of I have significantly in terms of content. You mean? They're still putting out original content that is great. However, however, I feel that the the reason we all went to Netflix originally wasn't for their original content. It was for to avoid cable costs. It was to avoid cable costs. It was access to films and TV shows, right? All of that has been for the past two years, it's been getting worse and worse. I I, I go to find a movie on Netflix nine times out of ten, I can't find it. I end up going to Amazon Prime and renting. You spend it for $3. more time looking for something than watching something. Than watching it. So outside of original content, Netflix has been dying a slow death for a couple of years. What's going to happen well, yeah, to Netflix is I'm going to sign up when a show comes right. out and then cancel when the show leaves. It's also stacked with those movies that like used to be on at the odd hours on right. HBO. Right. You know, like the sequel, like the backdraft sequel. Correct. I even know there was a backdraft sequel. <laughs> but there it is. So right on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, I. I think that this move is going to hurt Netflix. I do. Agreed. I think losing some of that content or a bunch of it. Because Friends. You don't lose. You, there's no way you lose those titles and don't feel it in some right. way. Even if you do, aren't a friend of a, a friend. Even if you aren't a fan of That's Friends. Cute. Friends is exactly what you said it is. Friends is the kind of shit you put on when you want just something in the background. Right? You'd be cleaning the house or something like that. Yeah. Like kind of mundane. Because, you know, there, you know it's, it's silly laughs. It's kind of check your brain humor, yeah. but it's but it's good for that. You you know you don't put on Stranger Things. I do that with the Office and Scrubs. Why, right, o Office Scrubs, th those kinds of things. That's what you need. That's kind of those kind of sitcom shows. So losing those things is definitely detrimental to Netflix. So I think this Netflix is, is going to hurt. This is extending past bullet news. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Todd Phillips <laughs> says Joker movie won't follow anything from the comics. Well, this just gets worse and worse the more and more you hear about it. Because again, now this is not going to, you know, follow anything from the comics, which I wouldn't have a problem with, except for the fact that we now have a new Batman coming in and they're gonna need to have a new Joker and why the fuck shouldn't it be this one? Uh, you know, like it's just, it's ridiculous to me at this point well, that they're even doing this movie. Well, we knew, we knew that this was gonna be a one-off anyway. This was like a Joaquin no. Phoenix, Sure. Original Scorsese and, 
passion yeah. project. Right, and we knew that, uh, and we knew that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be Gary Mitchell before Into Darkness came out. Okay, and he just wasn't, and he was con, and it was awful. Right, and the, the point I'm trying to make with that is just because they say it's a one-off, that doesn't mean it has to be a one-off. This is a beautiful setup for them to introduce this character and this performer and that character into, pardon me, into the new Batman universe with Robert Pattinson as Batman. This is a beautiful opportunity for them to do that, and they're not going to do it. They're going to throw it away after this movie. Ergo, this movie has no point. It even says in here, this is not about, uh, you know, we're not even doing Joker, but the story becoming Joker, it's about this man. That's his quote. Well, all right, we get it. So, you know, we what are we going to do? An infinite amount of stories about how some guy puts on clown makeup and becomes the Joker, and then we just leave it on the table? Who gives a shit? So I look, if it's not going somewhere, who gives a shit? My favorite, one of my favorite parts about DC Comics, historically speaking, has been El- just books, books, not films, because I am not a lot of DC films. Books <laughs> has been Elseworlds, standalone stories that deal with a specific part of a character's life or a specific alternate version of a character. Some of my favorite DC books have been Elseworlds book. I look at this film as an Elseworlds book. And here's why that's a bad idea. Okay. It's a bad idea because they can't even establish a regular film universe. <laughs> I, I, so they are already extending themselves into doing, uh, you know, Elseworlds books and using, even if they use that banner, even if they're like, well, this takes place in a different universe where there is no Batman, but just the Joker and so on and so forth. It's bullshit. It just means somebody decided, you know what? Let's do this Joker movie and let's not even give a shit about tying it to anything. Because let's be honest, at the point this started developing, they probably didn't know what a colossal failure uh, what's his name was going to be as the Joker. Yeah, I hear you. They probably had no idea how bad that movie and that performance was going to be. And so they were like, eh, it'll never come to anything anyway. And then all of a sudden, it's coming to something. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, we, we, we can actually do this and they want us to do this and so on and so forth. The only way this movie makes sense at all, at all, is if they tie it in to the Batman universe and Joaquin appears as the Joker in some future film. If they don't, this movie is pointless. It's absolutely, all it is, it's, it's, in my opinion, all it is is it's capitalizing on Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker and the popularity of the character in the books and not even doing anything related to the books. It's just a grab at that point. If it's not part of a larger story, you can't have Joker without the Batman. What What is the point of having him? Oh, so what happens? Does he decide not to be the Joker at the end? Or at the end of the movie, is he just some, uh, you know, does he get arrested at the end of the movie? Because if that's the case, it would be even more pointless than, uh, you know, uh, leaving him free at the end of the movie. Right. With no Batman in sight or suggested to take him down. He's a fucking terrorist. He's a fucking murderer and he's a psychopath. And if this film portrays that character in any other light or any other fashion, not only is it a disservice to the character, but, you know, in the bigger picture, what the fuck was the point? 
This movie looks worse and worse to me all the time. I'm the bigger joke. I'm the biggest Joker fan, you know, and you know that's true, OG. Yep. And I'm telling you, if they were doing this bullshit, this is like we're gonna do a Green Arrow movie, but he's got the arrow gun. Yeah, no, I I feel you. I would not you know, be okay like, with it. That's where uh, that's where mm-hmm. I'm at on this. Everything that I hear about this movie, every single thing that I hear about this movie makes me want to see it less and less. And that is just ripping the guts out of me as a Joker fan. Because, I, you know, when they first announced this and Joaquin Phoenix and everything else, it's like, right, there is sort of a, an almost natural extension from Heath Ledger's performance right? and the character that he created. There's almost a natural way that you can see Joaquin and Todd Phillips kind of coming together and go, all right, where are we going to, where are we going to take this character for this generation? Right. Where are we going to take this character, you know, in these, you know, movies and so on and so forth. And even if they were already talking and we know that they were OG, we know they were already talking about a new Batman universe, even before the failure entirely of the DC universe. And if they're talking about a Batman universe and they're talking about making a movie that introduces the Joker, but those two things are not related, that is possibly, possibly a worse idea than their entire DC universe thus far and the way they've handled it. It's a worse idea than Ezra Miller as The Flash. It's a worse idea than (laughs) Batman v Superman. I mean, if that's even possible. Worse than Suicide Uh, Squad? You know, it's, it's horrendous. And the more I hear about it, the more I feel like, you know what? It's going to be exactly what the, this is not a red herring that they're throwing at us. It's exactly what it's going to be. And that is a one-off movie about a psychopath who becomes the Joker. Why didn't they do a film about the kid who shot up that movie theater? Because it's the same fucking story. I got you. You know, he's a lunatic uh, person. He puts on makeup. Apparently, maybe he gets some followers. And they do some bad shit, terrorist shit, psychopath shit. Well, if there's no one to stop him, who cares? And if the police stop him, he's not the Joker. Okay. And so on. I got so you. On. I don't know. I'm I, I'm still excited for it. I want to see how it plays out. But I understand all of your input. And much like you deferred to me for Spidey, I defer to you to, for Joker. Um, but I am excited to see it because I think Joaquin's going to put in a good performance. So we'll have to see where it goes. Me too. Um, I think we're going to cut the other news for now. We'll save it for the bonus show. And how do people listen to the bonus show? Uh, they can subscribe. Go oh, to Patreon.com. Oh, really? We're not going to talk about the Akira sequel? I was going to actually just bump that to next week. Because we're right, yeah, 50 minutes into the show with two products to talk about. Three. Yep, don't be a long <laughs> Three one. products to talk about. Um, so with that, oh, they can go to patreon.com backslash BKB stuff. They can sign up for the $5 tier and they get access to the bonus content. There are other tiers, of course, there's a $1 tier and the $3 tier. And there are different things that you get for each of those tiers. But I suggest going over to patreon.com backslash BK geek stuff and, uh, checking out what we got. That'd be swell. Cool. With that big Kev. With that OG, we will take. Our only break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 548, Edith and the Night Monkey. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. 
The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Come with me if you want to live. Hey, this is Linda Hamilton from The Terminator, and you are listening to Big Cav's Geek Stuff. Hasta la vista, baby. And we are back. Again, again. Again, again. Deja vu. Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 548, the one we're calling Edith and the Night Monkey. Kev, what are you doing? We went so long in the <laughs> first segment, but we have some amazing products to talk about in the second segment. We did not have a new game stuff tonight, so uh, look forward to another one of those next week. Yes. Um, you did hear from our beautiful sponsors. Um, the do video played. The link is up. You can check them out by giving them a call if you'd like. Why don't you throw that phone number out there real quick, You know, quick, I would Nick. love to, which would be 877-544-6779. There you go. Give them uh, a look-see. Go over to their website. Check out the video. It's posted on our page. But let's move into this product because we have a bunch of it to do. You have a book there. Yeah, I want to just talk about um, this really quick. That conceptually, I really dig. Because Kev has much cooler stuff to talk about. So... For anyone that doesn't know, uh, there's a comic line, a publisher, Alterna Comics. Yeah, um, they've been around for ages. I feel like they're only kind of catching on, like more and more people are kind of catching on to them now. Yeah, but I think they've been around for a while. Maybe yeah. they're gaining popularity, but I okay. feel like they've been around for a while. Well, regardless, for anyone that doesn't know, they come out with horror slash sci-fi kind of titles with kind of a few kind of comedy type uh, storylines. But I brought this issue in. It is. It came out on a Wednesday, issue number seven. Uh, and the reason I brought it in because it was a dollar ninety nine comic. And I don't know if you guys remember how much comics cost when you were youngins, but for me, I remember it was about a buck seventy five, maybe uh -huh. buck twenty five. And I remember being they were like fifteen cents when OG was young. That's true. And I remember being furious when it became. They were two in the and quarter, a quarter bin, and it was a markup. I remember this. I was furious when it was two and a quarter. Uh, but the reason I'm, I want to talk about this combo just really quickly is because it's a $2 comic right. that is just regular newsprint paper instead it of is. the, the high-end glossiness. Uh, and in this, there's it's an anthology, so there's a bunch of different short stories, and they're all done differently. There's black and white. There's full-on color. There's some kind of like pastel-y looks. Um, and I just want to bring it up because... It looks pretty fantastic. Obviously, it's not as colorful as a brand new or, you know, your average newsstand book. Right. Um, but I find it intriguing that at a time where comics still aren't as purchased as much as they used to from back in the day. Sure. For a number of reasons that if maybe, you know, publishers consider doing just newsprint to be able to make it $2, obviously they won't be. Maybe they may not be making as much money, but maybe they may be able to get more books sold and just at least try to get the books into more kids' hands. Try to actually get younger people to read comic books because uh, I will say this much at Gotham Comics in Caldwell, New Jersey. Uh, we have a lot of people who are, you know, college years. Right. A lot of people who are 40 Four. and over. <laughs> no. A lot of people who are like 30, 40 and over 
um, who are reading books more than the more than the grade school kids. Uh, Wage slaves. Have you not been out of New Jersey for that long? I think you know, sir. Uh, and because right now they're coming in right now for toys and old vintage video games, so it might be something that Marvel DC should at least consider maybe putting out one title just to kind of see how it plays out. Even if it's just black and white, at least it's not going to cost them as much money to put something like that together. But just to try something different and kind of do it the way it used to be back in the yeah. day to to make books cheaper because they're too fucking expensive right now. By the way, Alterna yeah. Comics, been around since 2006. Still not. It's 13 years. That's a significant oh, yeah, that chunk of time. Yeah. yeah, that is 13 I mean, it's, years. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not DC and Marvel, but it's no. been around for 13 years. That's a decent amount of time. What year did you guys start the podcast? 2000 and... That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. In celebration, <laughs> though, Nick, uh, I have... Uh, uh, I have... I have turned my Instagram feed into also newsprint, sort of uh, black and white, old school style. You're pretty artistic, I gotta say. You, you sure have. You sure have. We have some amazing product we want to talk about tonight. The cooler stuff. From our friends over at uh, Hot Toys, distributed by our even better friends over at Sideshow Toys. These are two Star Wars pieces in the sixth scale line from Hot Toys, continuing that amazing line of toys. Because we have two pieces. Which one would you like to talk about first? Well, I think we should talk about the generic one first before we get to the character. Let's do it. So this would be the Patrol Trooper. Right. Uh, now, uh, Patrol Trooper was featured a bit more prominently in um, Solo. So you know I am apt to talk about it because I think Solo is an excellent movie, uh, deserving of a sequel, certainly, and uh, or a TV show, just saying. And what's great about this figure is you can see where the divergence uh, between Stormtrooper and Scout Trooper begins. Yes. Because this is it. This is... This is where they, this is before they make the final split and they've redesigned, you know, I'm talking about from an Imperial right, right, right. perspective. From a branding have, standpoint. What's that? I said from a branding standpoint. Well, yeah, from a branding standpoint, yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about like sort of within the universe, if you will. Um, they, uh, you know, they clearly redesigned the Scout Trooper helmet and so on and so forth. And, uh, uh, and you can see that this is practically, you know, it's a fine blend between the, the Stormtrooper styling and the Scout Trooper styling. I just think it's really a terrific design. And like a lot of things from Solo, I just don't think it gets enough credit for being as cool as it is. You know, I thought this design was really, really excellent. And uh, I'm really glad, you know, it's one of those things, Hot Toys excellent at doing the Troopers, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Um, it's hard to really uh, complain, if you will, about the, the things they do with the troopers because they do such great things. Um, you know, I think it's their character choices are sometimes questionable. Um, but as far as the troopers go, I think they do an awesome representation of the uh, uh, of the film um, designs and, and so on and so forth, the costume designs. So this one, of course, features all the high detailing you expect. 
comes with the uh, sort of a mini blaster pistol. It's the same exact one the scout troopers right. would use uh, later on. Actually, I think it's even a tiny bit smaller. And it looks like he has some sort of baton as well. Correct. He comes Is that with what you baton. guys are seeing? Yes. He's got some sort of baton. I don't recall what the um, the purpose. I think I'm going to have to rewatch Solo again. And, you know, any reason to rewatch Solo, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm not sure exactly that the baton served a purpose in the movie or it was used in the movie. I, I honestly can't remember. It's left over from the day. Uh, it it might have been yeah. uh, used. I just don't recall. Yeah, wasn't I it like, a, a, like almost like a crowd control? Like wasn't it a stun baton or something like that? It, it might have been. I'm thinking this was probably in the um, early in the film when they were trying to uh, uh, when they were in the um, uh, the, the, you know, the, the port trying to get off the planet you know, and yeah. he gets caught. She gets caught behind the door and, and that sort of thing. Um, I'm thinking it was probably used in that scene because I'm pretty sure these guys were in that scene as well. So um, that could be it could also be later on in the film. But I'm thinking it was probably that was probably the scene where the where these guys were used. And that might give us more indication as to um, the usage of the baton. I mean, I think it's an excellent figure. I mean, you guys got it there. What do you think? Packaging, so on and so forth? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, and it, it, in addition to some of the other things that you said, it comes with the seven pieces of um, seven pieces of uh, hands. Did we lose Kevin? No. Oh, okay. It comes with the seven, uh, seven additional hands, a pair of fists, a pair of relaxed hands, a pair of hands for holding weapons, and one gesturing hand. Um, and so it has all of that stuff. I think it's a great figure, man. Um, honestly, I love the design. I love the look of the chest piece. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. What? It's great. No, we were, we were talking about something else. Now, unrelated to the patrol trooper. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, so I, I like it. But I'm not going to lie, Big Kev. I don't like it as much as the other piece that we have here. Even I like Well, that's more. certainly true. Oh, I should oh. say, I should say that the Patrol Trooper is still available for purchase over at SideshowToy.com. It is $220. Yes. The payment right. plan is in effect for this. Now, you're not going to have a lot right now on the payment plan. I think it's only down to three payments. Um, but you can still get it. a month it. plus your down payment, whatever right. that is. 22 bucks is the down payment. Right. The good thing about the payment plan is you want to get in early after they release when they're on pre-order because that gives you the most options correct. for the payment plan. That is correct. Right. Oh, but you can like, still so right, you can still get this trooper. Well, so the way it works is when it when they first announce it, right? Uh -huh. It's normally like a 10-month payment plan, I think. No, no it, it varies. Or whatever it, varies it might be. Yes. And on the price point, you mean. The price is always the same. But the payment plan, the further out it is, the the longer, the more number of months you can stretch it out. Oh, so your monthly payment mm -hmm. is less. So like, let's say if this was coming out next year. Right. Instead of paying ninety nine, ninety nine, gotcha. uh, okay, and twenty two, gotcha. you would pay twenty two, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five, or something along oh, those something lines. Something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably yeah. it's usually around fifty, 50. or so those yeah. payments. So this probably initially this was probably. Yeah, probably somewhere around that. And you can see the logic in it, too, and it makes sense. And it's really, it's I, I have to say, on Sideshow's part, it was a very clever idea. Sure. When they solicit a piece for sale, you start making payments on it. But guess what? They're not doing anything with it. 
you know, like in the sense of they're not storing it. Right. You know, they're not doing any of that stuff. But once it's in their warehouse, you know, they got to move it. So having a still offering a payment plan, even at this point that the piece is out, I still think is magnanimous of them. Right. To do. But uh, but you can see why they're not going to do four or five or six months because they don't want a thousand pieces of this sitting in their warehouse for that long because they got other stuff coming in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they got to move it through. Speaking of moving it through, yeah. how about that other piece, OG? This is the Obi-Wan Kenobi Deluxe Version 6 scale figure from Episode 3, Legendary Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, it comes with a lot. the little holograph, the little hollow table. On the hollow table, there is a hologram figure of uh, Anakin and Darth Sidious. So both of them are there. Anakin bowing and becoming Darth Vader. Right. Um... It also it comes with, up. it also comes with one baby Luke Skywalker, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, the table does light up, and there are three pieces of security battle droid remains in addition to that, and a comlink. So it's yep. it's a battle droid that looks like it has just been cut in half by Kenobi, right? right. Um, I'm trying to see baby Luke. I want to see what the baby Luke looks like, but it's a great looking figure, man. It is it is, it is a beautiful looking, looking figure. I mean, it's stunning. You know, this is what we talked about as far as the generics go. Um, oh, I you see. You know, it, it's lovely. Uh, I mean, they do a lovely job on the generics. But when you see the job that they do on a piece like this, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi from Episode 3 from how many hundreds of years ago. Right. And, uh, sorry, one sec. And, yeah, so... Uh, I mean, you can see the level of detail. I mean, it looks exactly like you and McGregor. And then you get into all of those things like the light up table and baby Luke. The one thing that I like that they've started I'm to gonna... add here is the fanned out blade. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's, it's got it. like an effect. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like a blade, like the lightsaber is moving from one place to another. Yeah. That is really amazing. And it photographs really well. And I gotta say, like whenever I, whenever it comes to picking out a hot toy or a statue, I always like it when there's some kind of you feel like there's movement involved instead of yeah. just like a static figure. Yep. And that's why I mean, there's no way you can look at this and not think action pose in some capacity. Oh yeah. Especially with the the busted up drone. Um, right. From a price point, the deluxe version is two hundred and seventy four dollars, and it's still available. The regular version is 235 and is also still available. The difference between the two is the holographic table with Sidious and Anakin. But I got to tell does you. He have, does he have baby Luke in uh, the regular version? I don't think so. Oh, I'm sorry. He also does not have baby Luke. Yeah, it's part of the delight. The hands are the same. The destroyed battle droid is the same. The comlink is the same. So for... Saber. Uh, has a saber. In the, he has the a regular. saber. Fanned out saber? Yep. yep. Okay. It, looks, it says the deluxe version gets the baby and the table. Yeah. So for what? For 40 bucks. 40 bucks. You get. You're getting baby yeah. Luke. And you're getting a light up table with the hologram emperor and kneeling Darth Vader I mean, before him. The only reason to not get the deluxe version of this figure. If you're getting this figure. The only reason to not get the deluxe version of this figure is because the deluxe version has sold out. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. And, For and, 40 bucks, you're dumb not to get it. Of course. It. And so, but both are still available. So maybe you don't care about the table. I don't know, but. You can use right. it for something else. Go to sideshow.com, sideshow.com, look up Obi-Wan, and uh, you will see that both of these are still available with payment plans on both of them still. Um, well, obviously, me... they're out, so they'll be shipping soon. Payment plans will be truncated, only a few months on each, but definitely right, worthwhile. Know, and, and we should say as well, you know, that this, again, fully articulated, beautifully detailed Obi-Wan figure. Um, and also, uh, you know, the, the cloth, you know, the, the, the costume, authentic, uh, everything, the detail uh, is unbelievable, like all these sideshow pieces. And that's true of both of these pieces. Absolutely. The soft goods are soft. The armor pieces are armor e. Uh, you know, like they they've done a really tremendous job. Again, these two pieces couldn't be be more divergent as far as who and what they are, but yet they they universally share the same quality that goes into all Hot Toys products. I think uh, one last note, and then we're going to move forward because we're running. But um, but what's What's great about these two pieces and what's great about talking about them at the same time, Kev, is this this layers onto what you just said is uh, they're they're so polar opposite, but they highlight the things that Hot Toys does best. Correct. The armor on the one and the the, the real stuff on the other. Um, yeah, just Hot Toys is amazing. They don't I, they don't put out crap like ever. I, and I got to <laughs> say, listen to like the uh, the the old episodes, the yeah. throwback episodes like you guys have been praising Hot Toys for over, for dec- over a decade. Yeah. Well, that's been for a reason, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's because, I mean, you, you know, the audacity to charge 200 plus dollars for a 12 inch figure, it had better look like fucking hot toys. <laughs> it had better come with accessories and uh, a real feel, uh, 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 real cloth uh, costumes and so on and so forth. It had better be the, the quality that hot toys is because there are other companies out there. I won't mention any names. There are other companies out there now that are putting out 12-inch pieces that don't come anywhere near this, but they're still charging 200 bucks. You know, and again, I'm not going to name names, but there are companies that have the audacity to charge Hot Toys prices, and they don't come anywhere near Hot Toys quality. I, I feel you. I hear what so you're saying. That's balls. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that, maybe that's just me. But, you know, it just feels like the reason Hot Toys are so expensive is because they're worth it. And like OG said, it's a good opportunity for us to have two divergent pieces like this. A character with a face that you know. And when you look at it, all I see is Ewan McGregor. It's not even like, oh, it's I guess it's Obi-Wan because everything else indicates it is Obi-Wan. No, it's Obi-Wan because it looks like Ewan McGregor is about to speak. Right. Out of this yeah. tiny doll. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it's, you know, there's a there's a level of quality. I just don't think anyone else is touching them. I, not, not even remotely in 12 inch. I, I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Not not to spin off into another direction. But let's be honest. We've had problems with Hot Toys over the years. Sure. Nick, like, for example, uh, when you don't put out the male lead of a film, but you put out two versions of the female lead. That's stupid. You know, that's just dumb. You don't put out the main... Well, they put them out a couple years later after... I guess they got more complaints than just mine. The main villain in the film doesn't come out, but you've put out, you know, like another version of the, uh, of the villain from other films. You what know what I mean? And that? I'll be very specific here. 
they didn't put Cassian out from Rogue One, but they put out two Jyn Ersos. Right. They did initially offer Krennic, but they put out a uh, they put out a Rogue One Darth Vader literally months after they put out a new version of the episode four, the New Hope Vader. Right. Which is the same fucking Vader. It's the same Vader. So you know that's that's where I'm that's what I'm talking about. I mean, yes, they hit the mark on quality and everything else, but they're not without their flaws. No, in yeah, selection. Thankfully, that Cassian TV series is coming, so maybe there's a shot that we might get that Cassian 12 inch from Hot Toys. I sure hope so. I hope so. I hope they do a Mandalorian also yeah, uh, for Hot Toys. But but that said, you know, like we, they're they're not without flaw. Their product is without flaw. But their, some of their selection choices, I think, have been interesting over the years, to say the least. That's I, it. Soapbox done. I agree with those things. But, Big Kev, Mr. Monster, I do hear something. It is the wrap-up music starting to ramp up, which oh, means it is about that time. Oh, are we doing wrap-up? That was my tinnitus. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, we do the wrap-up music, but it's about that time where we say goodbye to everybody by telling them they can check us out online over at pkgeekstuff.com. They can go to facebook.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. Patreon.com backslash BK yeah. Geek Stuff. Where you can get on all the things that we talked about tonight, like the Discord, the bonus content, early release of the show. All of those things are available to you. All of the reward levels, I think, are pretty reasonable. Um, Hell yeah. And we appreciate every single one of you who continue to support us over there. So please check that out. And, uh, you know, if you like what we're putting out there, you know, mm-hmm. think about a buck or tree or five, whatever's. Um... Don't forget, uh, you can also find us across the social medias. I am GeekStepOG on Twitter and uh, Instagrams. Big Kev, how about yourself? I'm Big Kev GS on the Xbox network playing Red Dead Redemption 2 with nice. Uncle Uncle E-Rock, Cousin Dave, and The Sandwich occasionally. Huzzah! And I am Big Kev... Nope, I'm BK Geek Stuff, I think, everywhere else. Everywhere else. <laughs> Where I recently bashed, by the way, we'll talk more about this next week after they have uh, uh, quadrupled or doubled their, their failure. CNN's new series, The Movies, oh, no. is a colossal fucking piece of garbage. All right, that's a Ooh, teaser, folks. More on that More on that for next week. Mr. Monty, sir. Uh, I am Twitter as Monty's Mayhem, same for Snapchat. And uh, you can also find me the same for LimeWire, despite what you said about piracy. So, uh, fuck you. <laughs> so, there it is. Um, with that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying... Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. Shh.